Paul Goldschmidt wins a major award. Plus, we talk more about who the Cardinals may or may not sign in free agency. Plus, a few Cardinals prospects have made the Arizona Fall League All-Star Game. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. On YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when the new videos are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Cardinals have already won a few awards this offseason. So far, we've got Tommy Edmond. And Nolan Arenado getting the Fielding Bible Awards. Nolan Arenado and Brendan Donovan have won Gold Glove Awards. And on Friday, the Players' Choice Award winner was announced. And uh, I should say awards were announced. And uh, Paul Goldschmidt was named the winner of the NL Outstanding Player Award. Here's a rundown of all the winners for you guys. You got uh, NL. Goldie is the Outstanding Player of the Year. Former Cardinals prospect, yeah, this one hurts a little bit, and now Miami Marlins ace pitcher Sandy Alcantara won the NL Outstanding Pitcher. Braves pitcher Spencer Strider wins the NL Outstanding Rookie, and Ronald Acuna Jr. is named the NL Comeback Player. In the American League, the Yankees' Aaron Judge wins the AL Outstanding Player Award. The Astros' Justin Verlander, fresh off of his game on Thursday night in Philadelphia, named the AL Outstanding Pitcher. The Mariners' Julio Rodriguez is the AL Outstanding Rookie, and Verlander also grabs the AL Comeback Player Award. Aaron Judge was named the Player of the Year, and it's hard to argue with that. You know, I mean, the guy had 62 home runs, one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time by Aaron Judge this year. Now, in response to winning the award, Goldie had this to say, there's so many guys out there who deserve the vote. It's definitely a great honor to represent the players in the National League. The write-up on him Winning says this, in his fourth year with St. Louis, Paul Goldschmidt won the Player of the Month Award in May and kept on producing. He led the league with a 578 slugging percentage and a 981 OPS while driving in 100 runs for the fourth time in his career. A four-time Gold Glove Award winner at first base, Goldschmidt was a NL finalist at the position again this season. And in case you haven't heard yet, Goldie did lose to the Diamondbacks' Christian Walker for the Gold Glove this year, but... A tremendous season for number 46, and it's odd to hear when you go back and you hear everything that he did that he only won the player of the month once. Only once did that in uh, in May. But he was just so consistent for the entire year except for, obviously, September, which you know was a down month for him. But in that month of May, Goldie hit 404 with 10 home runs and 33 RBIs. Crazy, right? Easily his best month of the year. Now, Albert Pujols was a finalist for the NL Comeback Player Award, but he lost to the Braves' Ronald Acuna Jr., who, let's be honest, he had to come back from a torn ACL last year. So him winning the award is uh, pretty understandable. Pujols wasn't hurt last year. He just got released and 
had to play for the Dodgers and was old and was just an awesome story. But Acuna had to come back from a severe knee injury to uh, put up really good numbers, was an all-star again this year. Now, something that is cool about these particular awards is the fact that they are voted on by the players. So Goldie's peers certainly recognized his outstanding play this year at the plate where he finished the year batting 317 with 35 home runs, 115 RBIs, 106 runs scored, and an OBP of 404. The fielding percentage, 999. He made just one error this year and had a war of 7.8. Judge led in war in Major League Baseball at 10.6, which is nuts. Then it was Otani at 9.6, future Cardinal maybe. Uh, Alcantara, former Cardinal, 8.1. And then uh, Arenado at 7.9. And then it was Goldie. So the Cardinals have two of the top five in war and still got bumped from the playoffs early. So how do we improve this team? What do we do? Where do we go from here to not only improve the team, but uh, win a championship, okay? Like, yeah, you want to get better, but the point of all of this is to win trophies, right? To win championship rings, right? So you've got two waves. you got you got two paths, if you will, on how to improve your ball club to win a title. You can trade for players, which is one path, or you can sign them in free agency. Today, we are going to focus on the free agent path as we get closer to November the 6th and the end of the World Series with Game 6 set for tomorrow in Houston. Shortstops, pitchers, catchers. Who's it going to be? Who are they going to spend their money on? That's what we want answers to. And we'll tell you what one former GM thinks the Cardinals will do next on Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. NBA Got some strange stuff going on, don't we? You got the Bucs, who are still undefeated heading into Friday's action. The Suns are 6-1. and one. No real surprises there. Uh, Cavs, Cleveland Cavaliers are 6-1. and one. The defending champion, Golden State Warriors, just 3-6. and six. The Lakers, 2-5. and five. Boston, just 4-3. and three. Brooklyn, they got all those Kyrie Irving issues right now. They're 2-5. and five. Philly is 4-5, and five, and they just lost James Harden with that foot injury. NBA got crazy stuff going on right now. And then you've got college hoops coming up on Monday. That all starts on Monday. So um, plenty of action to go around when it comes to the hardwood. So if you're into betting on basketball, obviously betonline.net, a great spot to go. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Eagles moved to 8-0 last night for Thursday Night Football, defeating the uh, Houston Texans. Astros are now just one win away from a championship. You can put some money on those games if you want to with uh, with, in the World Series. But obviously, this Sunday, plenty of football to go around. So um, check it out if you haven't done so yet. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts, experts, and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So love them or hate them, 
former Reds and Nationals GM Jim Bowden recently posted a story on The Athletic where he writes, and um, he did it about the top 25 free agent players in the league and where he thinks the best fits for each one of them are and what their contract predictions will be. Now, the Cardinals are littered throughout this story, but not in every spot that some fans may want them to be. I will be honest, going into this, uh, I was a little disappointed at some of it. So uh, let's get to it real quick. Uh, coming into free agency, we know the Cardinals have a few target needs. Catcher, pitching, shortstop, left-handed bat for the outfield, perhaps. The number one player on the list is the guy who just won the Player of the Year Award at the Player's Choice Awards, and that would be the Yankees' Aaron Judge. And shockingly, the Cardinals are not one of the teams who Bowden thinks will be in on him. He's got the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Mets, and the White Sox as the top teams, and his contract prediction is eight years, $330 million. So that's how this particular segment is going to work, okay? I'm going to give you what Bowden says about him, how much he thinks they're going to make, and uh, you know we'll discuss on whether or not that's a good idea for the Cardinals or not. So Bowden does not actually have the Cardinals in on any of the top six free agents. And that includes, we said Judge, and then it's Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander, Carlos Correa, and to my dismay, Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts. Now, Turner is the one I'm really hoping they'd go for. I, I really am, because I just love him as a player. And Bowden thinks the Braves, the Mariners, Giants, Twins, Red Sox, Phillies, Cubs, Dodgers, Orioles, and Angels will all be after Trey Turner this offseason. I have no idea why the Cardinals didn't make the list on this, but they do not. Uh, and the funny thing is about three of those teams that are on that list right there, the Braves, the Twins, and the Red Sox, have free agent shortstops of their own that they can try and keep. But Bowden says he, they might go after Trey Turner instead. He's predicting an eight-year, $264 million deal for the 29-year-old infielder, which is an average of $33 million a year. Now, when uh, we talked about Trey Turner in a previous episode, SpotTrack is the website I go to, and they said that he'd probably pull in around $33 million a year. So they're on par together for that. Steep price for sure, but if you want talent, you got to pay for it. You just do, and the Cardinals will have the funds this offseason. But Bowden does not see them targeting Turner or any of the shortstops. Doesn't have them in on any of them. And I've told you about this, where with Edmund on the team already being able to play shortstop, it might not be as big of a concern as some of us think it should be. John Denton, who covers the Cardinals for MLB.com, says the Cards aren't likely to enter the Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Dansby Swanson shortstop sweepstakes because... Tommy Edmond is on the roster, and you've got prospect Mason Wynn on the way. So perhaps our dreams of landing one of these top guys is pure fantasy. But we've still got John Heyman at the New York Post, who has the Cardinals still in his possible teams to go after Turner and Dansby Swanson. So I'm not ready to give up just yet. I still think they're going to kick the tires. Do I think they'll land any of them? <laughs> no, I do not. I, I think they will settle for Tommy Edmund at shortstop and Brendan Donovan at second base. I think they're going to do that. And I think they're going to have Gorman as the other guy, unless he gets traded to play second base and third base and DH from the left side. I just think that's what they're going to do. It just seems like a very Cardinal thing to do. So Bowden moving on does have the Cardinals in on the number seven ranked free agent. 
And that would be Giants pitcher Carlos Rodon. Now, Bowden writes, Rodon is the best left-handed starter in free agency. He's proven over the past couple of years that his health issues are behind him. He started 55 games with an ERA in the mid-twos and 422 strikeouts over his past 310 and two-thirds innings. I expect him to sign a complex contract that includes opt-outs for both the club and player with significant incentives based on a game started and or innings pitched. Bowden has the Giants, the Cardinals, the Braves, Mets, Orioles, Yankees, Red Sox, Angels, and Blue Jays as contenders for him and his predicted deal, five years, $144 million, which is a $28.8 million per year average. In my opinion, the Cardinals need an ace. They need an ace. They've got a gang of threes and fours with Flaherty being the one guy who could be an ace or at least a number two, but he's got to prove that he can stay healthy, right? That's the issue. I'd love to have Carlos Rodon. I wanted to trade for him at the deadline. I thought that was going to be something they did, and most people did think they were going after him, and nothing came to fruition. Rodon didn't get traded at all. So maybe the Giants were asking a little bit too much, but when it gets to free agency and it gets to the top left-handed starting pitcher in free agency, I worry that this is going to be another scenario where the Cardinals get outbid by the big dogs at the bowl, the Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox, that they will see what the Cardinals offer and then go, you know what? We'll add on another year and another $30 million. And then the Cardinals are screwed again. That's what I worry about when it comes to these top of the line guys. The next time the Cardinals appear is not until the number 12 ranked free agent. And that would be catcher Wilson Contreras. Bowden writes that Contreras is the best free agent catcher. He should be able to land a contract that's between the four-year, $73 million deal that Yasmani Grandal signed with the White Sox in 2019 and the four-year, $82 million deal that Salvador Perez signed with the Royals in 2021. He's got the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Astros, and Red Sox as the best suitors with a contract prediction of four years, $78 million, which is an average of $19.5 million per season, which is almost $4 million more per season than spot track has him estimated at getting. So when we talked about signing Turner and Contreras in my dream world, uh, they had him listed at uh, around $16 million. So 19 and a half, it's a little bit of a bump, a little bit of a bump right there. Uh, John Denton writes that uh, Mosellock was adamant that the club would add a catcher. Signing Wilson Contreras would give them a bat, but it will likely take $16 million a year to do so. Signing Tucker Barnhart or trading for Oakland Sean Murphy are more likely options. Now, I'm certainly okay with exploring a trade for Murphy if you can't get Contreras. Because I'm still curious as to why sending prospects makes more sense to them than just spending the money that you have. You know? Maybe, just maybe, the Cardinals like Murphy better. He is younger. He's cheaper for now. He's got power. He can hit. And they've also, in their past, swung some pretty good deals with the A's. Mark McGuire, Matt Holliday. Those worked out pretty good. Can they do it again? That's the question. So we'll see. But my number one target still is Wilson Contreras when it comes to the catchers. I would rather just spend money on him than have to burn prospects to get him 
And then you just got to pay him anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like he's just going to be like, all right, I'm still cheap. We'll stay cheap. No, he's going to want money eventually. Uh, Bowden has the Cardinals in on more pitchers as we continue down this list. At number 13, the Red Sox, Nathan Eovaldi, uh, 32-year-old who posted an ERA of under four in each of his past three seasons, is one year removed from finishing top four in the AL side young voting and top 15 in the AL MVP voting. He did spend time on the injured list this year with right shoulder inflammation, but by all indications, he's healthy and has no structural damage. He predicts four years, $90 million. Number 14, the Mets, Chris Bassett. 33 years old, one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball, he says. Posted a 3.45 ERA in 737 in the third innings over the last eight seasons. This year goes 15-9 and nine with a 3.42 ERA in 30 starts. Predicts four years, $74 million for Chris Bassett. Number 15, he's got the Yankees' Jamison Tyon, 30 years old. Had a solid, consistent season, posting a 3.86 ERA in 18 starts in the first half and a 3.97 ERA. In 14 starts in the second half, he predicts four years, $70 million for Tyon. At number 20, the Phillies, Zach Eflin, uh, 28 years old, will probably sign with a team that wants him in the rotation, but he's proven he can succeed at the back end of a bullpen as well, which could significantly increase the number of teams that make offers. He missed months of this season on the injured list, and his career has been filled with injuries from shoulder strains to blisters to back tightness to multiple knee injuries. He predicts three years, $36 million. What sounds good about that? So you don't know if he should be a rotation guy or a bullpen guy. He deals with injuries all the time. Why or why or would we want that dude? I, I just, I don't understand that one. I, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with somebody's resume. That's got that on there. Number 23, the Rangers, Martin Perez, who is 31 years old. Had a career best year and has a one-year $4 million contract. Made him the best value among starting pitchers signed last season. Went 12-8, and eight, career low 2.89 ERA, 169 strikeouts and 178 hits allowed in 196 in a third innings. Expects two years, $24 million to be his contract. But if you're going to sign Martin Perez, why don't you just sign Quintana back? You know? Like, why? you already know him. You're already comfortable with him. He was good for you. Why, why would you go outside and find somebody else like Martin Perez instead? Just sign Q. Uh, number 24, and the final one that he's got uh, the Cardinals on here with, the Dodgers' Tyler Anderson, 32 years old. After inking a one-year $8 million deal in March, Anderson delivered a 4.3 war season, going 15-5 with a 2.57 ERA and 30 appearances. Two years, $24 million is what he expects for Tyler Anderson. He does think he will just end up going back to the Dodgers. And why wouldn't you if you had so much success there? But um, no bats, no bats at all under Bowden here besides Contreras. All pitching, which is a little bit interesting considering the fact that the Cardinals' lack of hitting is what most people think is their issue, not the lack of pitching. John Denton did mention this as well when it came to looking at hitters in free agency. Protection for Goldschmidt and Arenado, something provided previously by Pujols, is another priority for the team. J.D. Martinez, Nelson Cruz, Jorge Soler, or Andrew McCutcheon might also be options. Now, we've talked about J.D. Martinez. I just I don't want to pay. What did he make this year? Like 20-something million dollars? Was that what it was? It, was it might have been more. J.D. Martinez made an obscene amount of money, and he's just a DH. I do not. Want to pay that amount of money for just a DH? I really don't. 
Nelson Cruz in his 40s? Like, he's not Albert Pujols. <laughs> I would not expect some crazy resurgent season for Nelson Cruz. Jorge Soler? What? Andrew McCutcheon, we brought up. We talked about that as well, because he can also play outfield still. He can play the corners if you want him to. Hell, he could probably still play some center field in a few games if you needed him to. That's an interesting one that uh, I think they might explore. I, I've, I've always liked Andrew McCutcheon. He's a solid ball player. Here's what I want from you. I need you to leave your thoughts and ideas in the comment section on YouTube, or you can hit me up on Twitter. You can do that too with what you think about these options that Bowden and John Heyman and Denton are all saying here. Because for the most part, they're kind of on par together. A lot of pitching is what they're looking at as far as the Cardinals offseason and uh, Wilson Contreras catching. They're not really talking about hitters all that much, and they are definitely not talking about shortstops all that much. Does that disappoint anybody? Would Rodon and Contreras be enough for you if that's what they got in free agency? What if they could, just think it outside the box here, what if they could sign Turner, Rodon, and then trade for Sean Murphy? Best of both, all worlds, not just both worlds, but all three worlds, right? You get your ace, you get shortstop, you get your catcher and you burn money and prospects and you bring them all in and join Goldschmidt and Arenado and the rest of the cast. But what would you have to trade to, to get Murphy? It's, it's not going to be cheap. I don't think, I don't think we're going to get away with, you know, Burleson and, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys. Okay. I, Burleson, I get, it was a top 10 prospect for the team this year. I just, you know what I mean? Like, He's not somebody I think everybody's chasing. They're like, ooh, we got to get Alec Burleson on our team. Not that there's anything wrong with him, but he's not a Jordan Walker or a Mason Wynn. I think it's going to cost something like a Gordon Graceffo or a Matthew Liberatore, something in that realm. And maybe that's okay with you. But that's why I want you to leave your comments down below. Now, the team does have some great prospects making noise in the Arizona Fall League. I'll tell you all about them next year on Locked on Cardinals. So the rosters for the 16th annual Fall Stars game were announced today, and the Cardinals are well represented. Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Connor Thomas, and Tink Kentz all made the roster for the NL, with Thomas getting the honor of actually starting the game, which will be this uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Walker for the season in the uh, Arizona Fall League, hitting 295 home runs, 15 RBIs, OPS of 950. Mason Wynn is hitting 300. He's got one home run, eight RBIs, eight stolen bases. Connor Thomas is 1-0 with a 1.59 ERA and five starts. He leads the league in strikeouts with 31 in 22 and two-thirds innings. And Tink Kens has appeared in eight games with a 1.23 ERA and eight strikeouts in seven and a third innings and a whip of 0.95. He's allowed just three hits. So all four of them doing good things. Will these guys remain Cardinals? Or will they be traded for other pieces like a Sean Murphy? Will that happen? A Shohei Otani. I'm going to keep bringing it up until they tell me that it cannot and will not happen. Because that solves all your problems right there, you know? You get your left-handed bat. You get your ace. You get your superstar. And you've got the money to pay him. And I know he's only on a one-year deal, but you sign him. You sign him to an extension. You keep him. That was one of the things that people were saying that like, 
why would we trade all these people for one year of Otani? Well, you don't keep them for just one year. You, you sign them to a big, long, fat-ass contract. That's what you do. But uh, best of luck to uh, Jordan, Mason, Connor, and Tink representing the Cardinals at the Fall Star game on Sunday afternoon. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You might have noticed the uh, shirt that I'm rocking here today. You see it here? We'll take this little tag off there there we go son of a nutcracker holiday season had to do uh some christmas shopping with the wife today hence why this uh podcast is coming out a little bit late today that's okay that's okay we had some fun so hopefully you're getting into the holiday spirit uh appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by you're the best fans of baseball for a reason and i'll see you next time on locked on cardinals (laughs) 